Be advised, uh, I was advised District 15 radio system was hacked, so they cannot contact you. Be advised, when it's back up, they'll let us know. I understand y'all upset. But like it was already said, I doubt y'all uh, half as upset as I am. So if I'm not over here wilding out, if I'm not over here blowing up stuff, if I'm not over here messing up my community, then what are y'all doing? What are y'all doing? Y'all doing nothing. Because that's not going to bring my brother back at all. It may feel good for the moment, just like when you drink. But when they come down, you're gonna wonder, you're gonna wonder what you did. My family is a peaceful family. My family is God fearing. Yeah, we upset, but we're not gonna take it. We're not gonna be repetitious. Almost positive is meant for another audience. Almost positive may contain sexually oriented content, politically oriented content, and unethically oriented content. Listener discretion advised. Now. Here's Almost Positive, with Van Rollington, and Sir Rollington. <laughs> Everyone here is dancing right now. Shucking and jiving. I don't think you call it dancing. Shucking and jiving. Mm. See that? I'm doing the shucking and jiving. I think I'm that's a little racist, that. Mario. Shucking and jiving. But look, that's what it's called. Shucking and jiving. Lower, lower that shit, man. Shucking and jiving. I don't know, bro. What's wrong with you? Yeah, let it drop. Yeah. Did you make that? Or what? Okay. No, I didn't make it. No, hell no. We found that shit online. Uh, shout out. Okay. Shout out to the creator. We do not own the rights to that song. <laughs> yeah. Please don't sue us. Uh, we're not making money here. <laughs> there you go. So, um, so today we're doing a, a special, special episode. <laughs> we're almost at today, actually. We've been here so long. It's like it might be today. Oh, yeah. Tonight, really. We but, started yeah. at like fucking seven talking. <laughs> yeah, we started talking at seven and it is now 10 p.m. And now we're uh, recording. We're warming up for a couple hours. Told me it was coming in hot. Yeah. So anyway, we do we do have a special episode because we're gonna focus today on just our fucking favorite detractor slash fucking. Uh, that's the word, right? Detractor. The detractor is negative. I'm gonna take some away. Though. I actually <laughs> add to it the conversation that will make your show better. Mm. He yeah he's our he's our, our critic. I can, our best critic. critic yeah, yeah our favorite absolutely. critic. Absolutely. Um, we have we have like. Two. It's you oh, really? and another. Yeah, there's another person who likes mm-hmm. to send me like, "Oh, what was going on with this?" Well, you need. I mean, it'd be good to have a comment section or somewhere where people can discuss, like, or something like that. We're we're getting. We're you know mm-hmm. we're we're getting there. I mean, you know, but not like time to tell you how to run your show. I, I tell you guys how your show should be better. But if you discuss something you say and you shouldn't have said it, that's different than me. You know, move this around here, or move this along faster or something. They're saying you guys said this and you shouldn't have said it. Yeah, and no, all that people get people do, and and it's funny because you say people are gonna get confused, but people do get confused. Mm. But if they if they hit me up right now, it's manageable. You know, let me know what you're. Talking but you're willing about. to respond and like come like you care every time I come at you, you break that shit down for me and like tell me why you did that, and then it's like okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And, um, for the moment, I'm willing to to talk and exactly. justify what you're, I do. You're you're willing to talk to the peons. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about I'm, everybody else. I'm willing to talk to the little people. If you respect now. somebody's opinion, then you will. Otherwise, you tell them the fuck off. She. Or you don't know them, but I don't respect your opinion. No, yeah, I try. I try, I try to be nice, you know. But I thanks for having me, guys. Um, I mean, I'm not sure how this 
we've been wanting to talk about stuff like for a while about whatever. And uh, I think last week I in reaction to Joe Biden said or something. And I was like, "Get mad, guys! We gotta talk about this." Yeah. yeah. And then I was like, "I need you know, and how are you going to do it?" But the Joe Biden's what he said was really what sparked us being here, and then stuff snowballed from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we had the Joe Biden comments, and it was pretty crazy, and mm-hmm. it's it's kind of hilarious. But it's, it stands for itself, obviously. I mean, I'm gonna talk, touch on it maybe at the end a little bit, but um, that's what caused this to get yeah. here. But um, we wanted we wanted to have perspective from someone who probably should share the perspective, I guess mm-hmm. you know. And and my perspective isn't what the most isn't a, it shouldn't no. be my what people think my perspective is. So it's like a re- double perspective. It's good. Is this our tribute to Joe Biden? <laughs> <laughs> no, because he doesn't. I mean, no, it's not. Yeah, truth not at all. yeah somebody else. Let's not say um, to this guy. Um, I'm sorry, I even know his name. I mean, all the emotion and stuff like that. I could not give you his first and last name. The man, the gentleman that caused me to have such an emotional reaction uh, yesterday, two days ago, Floyd, George Floyd, George Floyd. Me not knowing his name, I had all this shit. I, all the shit I've done the last two days, I should know his name. Thank you, George Floyd. This is one. It's for you. Yeah, yeah, because it was kind of like a. We we it, all of a sudden we started getting back on it. Oh, the race thing! Look at Joe Biden; he's making crazy ass comments. Mm-hmm. Then like the whole thing with uh, Ahmed Aubrey, Aubrey, yes. and then with fucking George Floyd. This but this George Floyd is on a whole nother level. Yeah, but because the video itself, like guys, like I, I mean, I see videos of people dying all the time like that. I'm big on people die every day. I don't know circumstances. I really don't want to get into nuances why he killed somebody. I believe a human life is important. Every life, you know, um, mm-hmm. if you take it, I mean, I for, only reason I for an eye is if you kill somebody, takes in that life, you better have, take account for it, whether it be, you know, that's how our society works though. You can, I mean, laws are laws, but unless you assault somebody or take their life, then it's like, you know, if it affects somebody else, then you're in trouble. That's what most crimes are about, you know, uh, assault or, you know, killing somebody or whatever. But, um, Seeing that guy get his life squeezed out of him, really, like, I was sitting there watching other news and stuff, and just seeing the unedited 10-minute video, I just, like, I, I don't cry, I don't cry at funerals, I'm not an emotional guy at all, and I was like, whoa, man, one solitary tear dropped from my face, and I was just, like, so emo- like, it was like, damn, that's fucked up, that it happened to him. What got me, like, I, I, so I saw Snoop Dogg post something, and it didn't make mm-hmm. sense, I was kind of like a, not a meme, but just, he posted something, and I kept going, and later on in the day, I found out what it was. And I had heard that he was, uh, you know, the cop had the knee on his throat, and mm-hmm. then later on he died. Then I saw the video, and I was like, holy fucking shit. Unedited? Just the one video? Yeah. Like, no yeah. extra shit added to it? And- mm-hmm. No. Just the video, like, of him pretty much, yeah, the cop gets on him, he's begging for his life, He's he stops moving, and then it's like two or three more minutes after that before anyone comes in. And that shit hit me, but... Then that should hit me real different than than any of the other things I've seen in the past involving mm-hmm. police or anything. But when I started seeing people fucking riot, see, it was done. That's no, that's my thing though. Like me seeing it the first time around, I, I didn't know what was happening. I thought he was a bum. I was on drugs because he sounded like mm-hmm. his voice sounded like he was on drugs like that. This guy came in a Lexus truck. He was riding a Lexus truck. It was not one person, which you see, it's four officers fucking subduing him. He's in handcuffs. There's piss streaming down off his body. He's peeing himself. He's crying out for his mom, like mommy, please, like that. Just so like it was like nuanced stuff that you don't see the first time that really gets you, and you don't know the whole story. But it's still the same thing. When that shit really hit me, I was talking to my girl, and mm. she was like, you know, what do you expect people to do with all of this violence that's going on against them? And I was like, you know what? Watching a video that I saw of George fucking Floyd mm-hmm. talking 
as he apparently he was like a, a community activist he yeah, like spoke that. against guns i saw a video of him like pleading to the kids basically mm -hmm. to the youth to not be violent to put away the guns to stop shooting each other but that's the different violence that we're even talking about like no black but black just black, watching yeah. him mm -hmm. watching him just kind of like talk on that level like dude we need to stop everything that's going on so d pretty much got murdered pretty much he talking about that and then you die but for that the same thing i mean come then, on then he dies but then my thing was like now these people are fucking jumping around and doing all this shit that he i feel like that's a, a fucking it's taking away from the message that he wanted as a person and now yeah. you're, you're putting his image everywhere but there's a video of him telling people, please don't be fucking destructive. Really? I mean, see, I didn't even know that. But I mean, my I, I put up a status on my page and I rarely put, post anything because I knew before the riots even started happening or I even heard about them, violence is never the answer. And it was like a, a off the cuff thing. I really didn't think about what I was saying or whatever, or it was a quote or anything specifically. It just, I knew how this shit works and that Rodney King, you can go back and Martin Luther King marches. There's going to be a riot. And I didn't disparage that. I know it's going to happen. I didn't say don't riot. I'm just saying that, which is what I told people on my page, hundreds of fucking comments about fucking shit. And I fucking talked talk to every one of them and told my perspective and stuff like that. And they're generally like, okay, cool, whatever. But like, um, just like um, you riot and stuff like that. And, and after that, you're giving the same people that are pointing fingers that you're doing this to you more ammunition and nothing gets done like Rodney King they tore LA apart the LA rise after Rodney King's like that we're doing the same shit over and over again you're talking about repeating itself the repetitive thing of black people dying or people, unarmed black men are dying and then riots happen after that and they're like well this is all the options we got we're gonna, this is our right to do blah 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 okay like the whole um, Martin Luther King quote everybody keeps using um, the, the voice of the unheard of the um, Riot's art is the voice of. I'm sorry, I'm the quote actually person. What's the riot? What's the riot? It's up there. Riots are the are the voice of the unheard. Something like that. They use that to justify violence. People have used it all all day, all night. I never heard that quote before, and I looked it up and listened yeah, to speech. Yeah, there's more to it. And it's the speech is saying that he is recognizing the riots like that. Or what are they writing about? But the the three sentences he says before that is he he finds writings fucking uh, uh, self fulfilling, and that it's not something that he should he agrees with at all. People were trying to argue with me about Martin Luther King, the, how he's uh, he, and he and he tried the aggressive way. He Never. tried the more aggressive yeah. way, and then realized that it's not the it's not the. Uh, people were trying to argue with me about Martin Luther King and how he's not this and that and just the uh, being online and social media and dealing with that was the first time I did that engaged my whole life it was something I'll never do again and I just did not enjoy <laughs> it I, I've been I've been deep in those uh, fucking online conflicts but look my thing too was that we're pissed that these people see us mm. as criminals right whatever who we're, are these people though this is that no, I'm, I'm speaking I mean, yeah, right. I know I'm saying, yeah. the, this establishment mm -hmm. that we're that we're gonna riot against and we're mm -hmm. gonna destroy. They see us as just being represented by the criminal element in our in our communities right. and shit. They're gonna see all of us like that, and we're gonna be pissed. We're gonna be pissed. They're gonna they're gonna take a small minority and say, look, that's what represents those people. But then we're gonna turn around and be like, oh no, we're gonna go fuck shit up. We're gonna go riot. We're gonna go do this and that. Because all cops are like this, and dude, I've been stopped by cops. I've dealt with police. Of course, right. Like out of in my experience, out of seven cops are in front of you, like two, three of them are gonna be dicks. That's way too many. But the point but that is that could be superior complex. You have a gun. They don't have a gun. It could not be necessarily race because a white cop kills a black. I mean, and people try to put the whole the cop as the institution. American uh, policing has started off as a people. You know, in, in revolutionary times, it was like drunks and people. 
you know, vagabonds or whatever, and they were like, they were grouped together or whatever, and that's some racist undertones, but the country itself is based out of race and slavery and stuff like that. So you try to use that as an excuse as cop. Well, start off as that. I've gotten yesterday through comments, every cop is a fucking racist. Like, right. No, yeah. Most, like, is- most interactions are, are fucking police brutality or like, it's not... People they see that in the news and stuff like that. Just because you see it every day, like the coronavirus. Even you think coronavirus is like, oh my god, it's three hundred fifty million people in this country. A hundred thousand of them died. It's not like a big number and it's in your face and stuff. But you see the grand scheme of things and numbers and stuff. It hasn't killed that many people. I mean, it hasn't. You know, it's not two million people. It's not less than one percent or something like that. Obviously, one life is you know is too many, but people don't see you know. Well, me, you know. And well, my and my big problem is to. My big problem that I, that always really like makes me fucking desperate mm. is when I see the same mentality that we're trying to fucking fight against mm. be used against the enemy. So it's like, you know what? We're going to take this instance and make it as representative of the whole. And then we're going to get mad when they do that to us and shit, you know? Exactly. And it's yeah. not being like love. I'm not, I'm not pacifist or love, love this. Like, you have to, like people, nobody challenged me on the point that violence is sometimes really the answer I'm the answer like revolutionary war or civil war people have to fight in wars to get what they wanted to, to to change the way that it is so you can fight and kill and for uh for there to be an answer to to, to become somewhere so yeah but nobody even said any of that nobody said everything else and made it about something else and it just didn't make sense and that's like that's like a fucking you know that's like a whole nother topic and a big ass conversation what's that the whole violence thing and the whole yeah, that's, that's, that's all I want to say. I, I just don't want them to riot. I'm like, guys, how many of you going to vote? How many of you guys are going to uh, call your congressman and demand change? If there's minorities, people voting, and there's our Congress is majority minority, like if people voted and actually did something after this, uh, you know, it's a temper tantrum. Pretty much all you're doing. What are yeah. you going to do six weeks from now? What are you going to do during the election? Are you going to vote? I mean, I mean, if you don't do any of this stuff, it makes it it makes it silly in the first place. I wonder what all those. Uh those stores now are going to do because now there's lack of resources as was already according to everybody else online they have insurance oh dude that okay so the insurance thing and you know what we're gonna fucking move on yeah no hell not because this is this is one that really you. fucking pisses me off oh it's target is this is that mm-hmm. so i know people that work for target right, right. and they have full-time staff which is basically all management and a few fucking employees and the rest are pretty much part-time now the part-time people aren't aren't kept the same way that fucking full-time staff is and shit. Mm-hmm. They're guaranteed jobs. They're guaranteed hours. The salary. The part-time or... people. Yeah, no, just part full-time. Okay. Just, pull, okay. just part. You know, they get benefits. Got and stuff. you. And now, dude, I always argue like the people that work at these McDonald's and at these fucking WalMarts week, yep. are low-income people. Are the people in the community? Mm-hmm. You go to the fucking McDonald's that I live by. And it's all the people in the community that work there and shit. So same thing with cops. Well, most, most cops, they're beating stuff or they're the cops in their you know whatever districts, whatever like that. You know, you work in a city that you obviously are policing, but a lot of them, it's their neighborhoods they're policing like that. So you know, they know they're known who they are, stuff like that. There are cops in them, or it's their city, stuff like that. So I mean, if your city and your people that you see and stuff like that, I mean, I don't want to jump on the whole cop thing like that. But um, well, no, I mean, just the thing is that that when when we do shit like this, like right now. Who's cleaning up the fucking neighborhood? The community is over there in fucking uh, Minneapolis and shit. Yeah. yeah. There's some good pictures of that. People actually going out there to clean. But, I mean, and then the whole, like, they're comparing the the, um, the protesters in Michigan doing the whole uh, stay-at-home order protest. We oh, have 8 47s and stuff like that. Yeah. And they're fucking in their face yelling and stuff like that. Well, 
as long as you don't, you can tie yourself, you can lock yourself to a tree, you can fucking uh, sit in boycotts, you know, you can disrupt traffic. There should be three million people down there marching where they can do anything like that. But And you can do, you can be disruptive, you can be angry, you can be militant even, organized, but you cannot throw rocks, you cannot throw bottles, you cannot burn cars, you cannot destroy buildings, you cannot loot and stuff like, like that. It's against the law. You can never win your argument if you're breaking laws, no matter who the business or property is. Your argument becomes mute because you are oh, just yeah. not. I mean, come on. How about the tea party, bro? That's a big one. Yeah. Tea, I, how about yeah. the tea party? I mean, you can make the comparisons like that too, but I'm just saying that there's. No, I don't. If you don't. That's, that's six months from like, now, I want to have that same energy six months from now, though. That's what I'm saying to everybody else. Right. But, I mean, I, I, growing up, though, the one thing I can do as a black man was I told somebody that also is like, you're not going to go march like that. When I was growing up like that, just being a good person, being a good black person growing up oh. at, at a young age like that, the few friends that I met and stuff like that have seen, like, you know, just being a good person and doing great things. People change the minds of people by how you act and how you do it like that. Something that we talked about earlier. So, and now that that's something that, that was kind of what, what brought us here and shit, you know, right. is your experience and, you know, your, your frame of thought on, on a lot of these, th- these things is totally different. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to pretty much kind of share and like like talk about what your experience has been, you know. Right. I mean, yeah, just like um, just how I grew up and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, I'm from Milwaukee. I grew up in Milwaukee, where it's like predominantly black, whatever like that. You know, I grew up in like that. My parents were drug addicts and stuff like that. I lived in the hood um, in Milwaukee. There's days I've gone, I got hungry and stuff like that. So I know what it means to be like that, and it's not conducive to how I was growing up. Being a super smart kid, you know, I was very intelligent, you know, top kid in my class, you know, read, you know, high grade levels like that, and just got ridiculed by my people growing up, and still do this day about how I talk, about how I carry myself, music I listen to like that, so to be somebody that want to stand up for black people, which I do, to get ridiculed daily about that and bullied for being smart, because in the hood, being a smart kid, that's not that's not cool. That's not what's hiding the streets like that. Uh, you know, we I lived with my grandparents. I mean, I'm a, uh, after a while, and they went to church and stuff like that. So I've had a good upbringing as far as that goes. But just you know, so I I can't you know people that talk to me about certain things like that. I got really cool with my own people like that. You know, little white people. I've experienced racism too. So my experience from both sides. So in my hand, everybody's you know is a piece of shit to me. Eh, well, you know, and and that's the thing. Like we're gonna talk about like your experience being black, but like. I'm not black, and I'm gonna pretty much tell you like what I some of the similarities I see in just the experience, because I went through the, the same shit. Where it's I mean, like you're yeah. a white boy. Oh, you're a white boy. You listen to rock. You're a white boy. Look at the white boy. Like and this is just among my own people. White right? boy. A white yeah. boy. I remember when you first came and I first met you. You were, I mean, right from you, ready, your English, be right, spoke English stuff. You were like you were I'm Hispanic, saying, but you weren't even like you were I've like, always been Puerto Rican con- kid. You know, like like Super in, Puerto Rican. In, in that community and mm-hmm. shit. No, I'm like a white boy. I'm like that's crazy, you know. Yeah, and it's and it's you know, and the way oh you say dude, you say dude, you know, you fuck, and this right. is like really? what the fuck are you talking about? Like I'm just wow, I'm and 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 that's and you know like you go back over there and shit, mm-hmm. and then you're you're like an American and shit, so that's that. But that's a completely like like an experience that that happens a lot with people where it's like oh you you talk white. Like why the fuck? Oh, right, what are exactly, you talking? Yeah. What's that even mean? Right. Like I'm speaking to you. In words. Right, exactly. It's my words like that too. Like I'm not trying to sound more intelligent, or something like that, and uh, like that. But it's like black people do it a lot. You know, you have to be ur- black is urban, is boisterous, mm-hmm. it's you know, voice. You know, say your opinion and stuff like that. And I'm normally a soft spoken, humble guy. You know, like that. It's like that too. But 
only in this country that matters though and race matters so much in this country it's like you know you're African American or you're you know Chinese American like that if you're in England for instance you're just English there's no black English I don't know man there's no People Chinese say that. English there's no I don't know. you're yeah. just British you're British you're British you live here you're resident you're British but do you think they treat each other? No, just, man, I didn't say that. Yeah, I was yeah. Say that. No, 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 absolutely not. Come on, no, I'm like that. British people. Are. And the fact that just the way you call each other is, right, is right, ingrained. Right. You're Chinese American, okay? Well, yeah, I, but I, then, I'm gonna get just American. Why do you have to put your your ethnicity before you're American? Wasn't that a liberal thing that they invented? Right, I was gonna say. How about? I'm not sure where, they, where it came from. Listen, I'm just because saying why, there's this case. there's an idea that says that you can't be blind to race, and it, and the the philosophy That's what behind said it. Earlier. The philosophy behind it is that if you are blind to my race, then you're blind to my circumstances, my struggles, and my experience. And the the liberal movement is very much about this type of shit. It's like we're trying to get away, we're trying to treat each other, everybody the same. But no, you can't exactly. because you need to first recognize my struggle right. and then treat me accordingly. The whole Black Lives Matter thing, like that's one question everybody keeps asking you: Are you Black Lives Matter or All Lives Matter? Oh, Which shit. one are you? And that's like the detriment of who you are, stuff like that. And I think that you know because I'm black, I don't have to like everything that white people like, you know, something like that too. You um, know? So, but it's everybody's the same like that. But it's just have you not heard Joe Biden, bro? I mean, bro. Know? He let us know. I mean, I'm, Joe Biden to me is just somebody <laughs> that's just recently came into my purview as like anybody relevant in life ever, really. So it's listen, like, dude. He already he already told us the formula to him to being black. And what is that? You got to vote for him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was so obvious. I was like, what are you talking about? Oh, yes, of course, yes. Oh, nice one, Angel. That's, that's, it, that's, that's it, you know. But uh, all right. Oh, yeah, so, so growing up, you know, I I moved to I moved to met you guys actually moved from Milwaukee to a predominantly to more ninety six percent Hispanic, and that whole thing was just like a whole game, like changing your whole perspective on things. Mostly people. My name is Carlos. When I moved to went to Sister West, they put me in ESL. So my first year in grade school oh, as a black person, they're like Carlos put him ESL, ESL. So and it was the most good friend. Some of my best friends that I still am mostly are, are from then still. Yeah. Yes, and they're like you know they're first to vote you know stuff like that. And I had ESO friends and people can't touch your hair you know like they've you know they're they're first generation or them some of them are from Mexico kids you know and they've never seen them they've never been around a black person long enough and the first reaction is can't touch your hair and I'm like yeah go for it you know sure go ahead and I'm from Milwaukee and I've only known one Puerto Rican chick that was in my class like growing up in school so just get to learn Mexicans like that and I consider myself you know. Ingratiated. I'm re- I'm really Carlos because I'm like I'm an honor- Mexican, you know? honorary Mexican. Oh yeah, big time. That's good. You hear my grita? I'm like, blow your brains out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nah, dude. Look, I, when I had hair right before it started falling oh, off and right. I shaved it, I had curly hair and people like to dig their fucking hands and and I, and I, it's not even the same fucking type yeah, of hair. Just, but damn. people still want to stick oh, their fucking yeah. hands it in matters, shit. Though. Your Especially like white that, people. Though? Really? I swear to God, white girls hmm. love that oh, shit. I uh, really. So then, uh, and then, you know, mental health, obviously, race and stuff, and black community members talk about that stuff like that. I've been going through stuff recently I've never experienced before. It's like being depressed maybe for the first time. I don't know. I've never been depressed or felt anxiety and stuff like that. And so this stuff is really getting me some feelings I used to be feeling, but, you know, there's never hear that. So um, we have to talk about two-parent homes, obviously, also, and I think that's one of the solutions about to make things better like to, and how are you gonna get these you know kids that don't know nothing? Or these people that the family unit and how you're raised to me is like one of the biggest points of how to make good productive citizens and why people are the way they are and why you know people don't have any sense or like loving or caringness or compassion for anything is because 
he don't want to say two two parent homes because I grew up in a single family home and I did a, you can you can do it. I'm just saying that when there's a father raising their sons and mothers and their daughters, will be that yeah. two parents is always the best thing and it doesn't happen that much. And especially in minorities, especially black people, it's just so, so often and stuff like that. You know that there's no men around or yada yada yada. And I think yeah. that is a you know the most root cause of why things the way they are and they could be better because how they're raised i i fucking agree with you a thousand percent and this is like one of my one of my fucking battle cries because Mm. it's i've seen it i've seen it happen so many fucking times and people don't like talking about it because they feel like you're disparaging single women that are that are raising kids but i am come from that yeah we understand like the the science has shown you know psychology sociology like you know just just levels of education like we know that the kids that have two parents at home do Mm -hmm. better and this is the foundation and you know what we we don't like how society works right we we hate sexism we hate fucking drug use we hate fucking toxic masculinity we hate all these things racism but we also are saying that you know what the parents aren't important and when the parents aren't there to fucking raise the kids, the, who's going to fucking raise your kids when you're not there? Society. Yeah, I was watching Joe, uh, Joe Rogan and uh, Kevin Hart uh, clip, and then um, uh, and it kind of talks about a lot of the same things, too. I mean, you, know, the, you don't play if you don't want to, because it's kind of weird talking about it right now. Uh, they're just, I was like thinking about that at home, and the last Joe couple of Joe Rogan was like, pretty fire. And they talk about just um, how he was, I mean, Kevin Hart, I used to, he find him annoying, but he had to get some talk about some shit on this this podcast and they talk about two things that we were just talking about right now about how you know you can't really tell somebody how to live they're finding their perspective until you talk about talking to them and he talks about a story about how his upbringing how he's the first generation and he has to make these traditions and stuff like that to change his family for the better he came from broken home yeah yeah, yeah. but he's making abundantly sure how he makes the next heart better i will not knock anybody that is dealing with any type of mental struggle because that is something that's so serious because nobody understands what that is except that person right so i never i never talk as if that's an easy thing i talk as if that's a thing that i don't fully know about so you can only you can only have some type of remorse and and feeling of understanding for people that are battling any type of mental illness or mental health because that's just a different it's a different monster and a different machine so whatever the reasons to escape that are for you and from you you know that's that's something that's tbd to be determined between you and whoever's trying to help you people on the outside we got no right we got no right if you're not fucking dealing with the same thing you got no right to judge that ever. There's no way we can understand what's going on. I'm, no way I can understand what's going on in your head other than you telling me about mm-hmm. it and me trying to decipher it and trying to put it into words. But that's one of the more interesting things about talking to people. It's like when you, when you talk to p- people and you find out how they feel and think about things, it shifts your own ideas of what life is. And, and, and I try to look at life through other people's eyes. And the only way you get that is through them talking. I mean, I'm dealing with it now with my kids. You know, I got two teenagers. So my daughter, you know, my daughter got mad. This is a while ago. She got so mad. She was just forget it. And it was like a, it was like a little rage. I didn't attack her for it. I said, "There's something that made you do that. It's bigger than just this. It's not about what we're dealing with now." I said, "That was that was something else that I've never seen." And I said, "I'm gonna give you a second. Take some time to yourself." I said, "And later, if you want to talk about anything, your dad is here." So let's let's talk if you want to, and we got this thing called free speaking zone. 
in our house. Free speaking zone means as a parent, I can't get mad at you about what you said. I got to give you a conversation based off of what you said. And I got to act as if you're not my child for that moment. You mm. cannot abuse free speaking zone, though. You can't abuse it. <laughs> That don't mean every time you're in trouble, free speaking zone, you're abusing right. it. And now you risk free speaking zone going away. I like that idea. So That's you, you got to use it correctly. So, man. Well, it seems like you've developed this philosophy that applies not just to work and, and not just to success, but also to family and relationships. There's a lot of carryover in all of this. Mm. It's like accepting things for what they are, but looking at a positive way to improve them, mm -hmm. even in terms of just communication with your family. Uh, I mean, that's priority. Yeah, I mean, so that's pretty much what, how I was, like, just the whole, I mean, Joe Rogan was talking about perspective as in, like, learning somebody else's like that, which is what kind of talking about how people, like, see me and like, man, you just changed my perspective about how black people are or something like that. But they, Kevin Hart took it more to a family thing, I'm sorry, uh, to more to a family thing about, you know, your next generation, you know, talk, let's talk to them and listen to them. And, you know, I, I mean, just the way I was raised and stuff like that was, you know, free thinking, whatever like that, and you know, say what you want to say and stuff like that. But just in general, how you raise your kids, I mean, and who, be able to express themselves like that. But it, then it gets too much expressive. You know, you have kids that are fucking. Look, you know, that's. I mean, Rahm Emanuel was going to speak at a church, a black church, and uh, he was going to give a speech, and part of the speech was about a family, and and how important family is, mm. and, and fathers, right. and they made him remove that part of his speech. Otherwise, they weren't going to allow him to speak on uh, in the church, oh. and this is this is something that that people that's just a real hot topic. What wait, what is though? What you, what just the parenthood thing. I mean, just the because uh, that listen, without that bit, the rest is is just not possible. If we can't get like in in our community, I'm just gonna say our communities, okay, bro. Right? Because fucking Puerto Ricans are the worst, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, they, they have these fucking children everywhere mm, and divorce right, right, and that's exactly. fucking horrible. Almost positive is not condoning <laughs> these statements. I, I get to say that because I'm Puerto Rican. Um, but, but we never just kind of go like, dude, this, we all know that this is essential. It's the core of what a person is. And it's not the end all be all. It's not, you know, you're, you're trapped to this, you know. We're not saying that it's like, you can if, you, if you're a single parent family, you're doomed for no, destruction. Like absolutely not. Exactly. No, I. But but we as, as we we know that fathers need to be around. It's not about we don't need to tell women what to do. You know, women end up with the children. Women raise the kids the best they can. We need to fucking get fathers to fucking be there. And I don't know how you fucking can do that. Your politicians can't talk about it. Because it goes the same way also. I, and I, growing up in the hood, I know people that, women that have had babies. Oh, just for the fact that they're going to get taken care of more. You got WIC, you got Link, you got you know, food stamps like that. Know that they're like not well off and that's their game plan is to have a kid bringing, <laughs> they're not ready for it. They don't know what's going on. Grandparents in the black community, they have kids and they go back to the grandparents like that and the grandparents become the parents and stuff like that. So it's like people that aren't even ready to raise kids and do the right thing. Yeah. But we're so incentivized in this country through social programs, whatever like that, to have these kids like that. It's like we're having it so easy here. Other countries, you struggle to have a kid and it's not a good thing. But here, having a kid is your meal ticket to yeah. having a little bit more well dude and that's something that gets fucking people yeah. really triggered when you say that yeah. but i've seen that i've seen i've, I've been seen witness to, to conversations about like no no 
where you get more money you should do that you know mm. or like just strategizing around or the just, fucking oh you know you're bringing in another life into this world to basically prove yours or it's, 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 i mean i'm not saying there's any nefarious thoughts to it either it's just like when you have that choice it's like uh-oh i'm pregnant you know it's not like you know there's no danger behind it you know in the animal kingdom and stuff like that you know, certain animals have i can take care of one cub or two cubs and like and that's all i can do really it's like it's not like a it's a hard tough thing to get them to you know on their own pretty much do but here it's like I mean, especially in this country, other countries, we, we're already hungry as it is. Like, we're going to have more kids? Oh, my God, this is the end of the world. I have another kid, you know. I got the solution. We start eating our newborns. I mean, yeah. I mean, the Clintons do it, so. Just, I mean, like, Clintons, Clintons, just like hamsters. It's like the Clintons, you know, eating fetuses like that. So, I mean. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, so, after that, I mean, we were at high school. I met you guys. And, Medicine um, high school and it was literally legit. Yeah, like 98% and, mm-hmm. Hispanic I was, kids. My brother who graduated three years before me. In two thousand, he graduated in two thousand one high school. I got I graduated from eighth grade with Morton at um, two thousand one. So we missed each other by four years. Mm-hmm. He was the only black kid in this graduating class. And yeah. then as in my high school as we went on, in my freshman year I was only me of three, and then it got more and more progressive to the end. Mm-hmm. Now it's a big population stuff like that too. But yeah. um, um, but that's a whole new perspective too. I was in a band. I was listening to music, you know, rock, you know, uh, hip hop and stuff like that. But I started learning, met Katie, which is a good friend of ours and stuff like that. And she got me into rock music and stuff like that. And we got in a band and stuff like that. But we've always been a black sheep, me and my brother, you know, because we listen to white people's music and stuff like that or what have you like that. So, I mean, this, in high school, I love high school. I had a great time in high school uh, and stuff like that. But um, the first time I was able to vote leading up to high school, you know, I was 17 and um, junior year, AP history, and you take a, you can take the Constitution courses, or you can take AP History, which is a, a legislative course, which means you pretend like you're in Congress, everybody has a role, and you get bills passed, and you learn the government yeah. through that way. Now, and that's when my teacher had, us take, this, had us take the, um, what is it, the... Um, Political compass. Political compass, yes, correct. And then you find out what you really are, because people can say Democrat, Republican, but you take this quiz... Find out where you stand because you're going to ask these questions the best of your ability. It's a snap decisions. You agree, disagree, or strongly disagree, or not strongly disagree. And they purposely put those two extremes, and then some of the questions are extreme. Like you know, yeah. so it's, you get a broad range of stuff, and there's like a hundred and some plot points where you can land on this whole map instead of just Republican Democrat. Because yeah. I get boxed in, you know, I find out what I was then, and I was surprised. I was left left leaning libertarian. I looked into what it is, and it's um, pretty much. Uh, the definition technically, I thought it was like a kind of a, just a their made up term, but it's actual, it's a left and right wings of libertarianism. It's the political philosophy and type of libertarianism that stresses both individual freedom, which I agree with, less government, um, social, equa- social equality, and fiscal conservatism. So I'm, you know, I mean, if you want to be gay, LGBTQ, go for it. It's America, you can do Listen. what you want to do. If you are, you know, whatever, go for it. You know, it's what I, you do. I laugh because fucking when I told someone that. That I was like, no, nah, I'm a fucking socially liberal. Like, I, I want people to do what the fuck they mm-hmm. want. Right. So let them let them get married. Let them do this. Right. But financially, it makes sense to be conservative. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you. Right. It was like, what are you going to tell me? Do, do you not have a bank account? Like, do you not save money? Is that take your check you get for every week and do the math. Do how much social like how much how much of a Medicaid and Social Security I will give my Social Security up when I turn. I don't want Social Security when I get old. Keep it, but just stop taking Social Security on my check. It's thirty percent. I did the math. You want to take check. it off? If you stop charging me for thirty uh, for Social Security on my check, you know, right now, I will not accept it when I get old. I, I plan on working at an old age. I don't like not working. You know, I don't plan on retiring and just sitting around going to Florida vacation. I'm gonna do a job. I mean, I've been retired since I graduated high school, pretty much. I've just been like 
coasting pretty much, living life, living the dream pretty much. So nine to five grind, work career, yada, yada, yada. That's not me really. But um, so retiring, it doesn't seem like a, a feasible thing. But I mean, when you do that, I mean, you're just going mean, to, I'm just. Yeah, no, that's, that's a thing that like our generation is kind of doing the other way around, which is every generation before us was kind of like, all right, save up, save up, mm-hmm. save up, then retire and go and try to experience things and shit. And, like, our generation is doing it completely the other way around where we're spending, we're renting for longer, we're traveling more in in our early years, and then, like, I guess the retiring, we haven't thought about that yet, we'll figure it out. But we're told we're going to high school, after high school, my whole junior, senior year was, we're going to college, you know? Yeah. Student loans and stuff like that, I have friends that have degrees and stuff like that, you're stuck in student, you're all this debt to start off with. You haven't done shit, you've been in school, you get this degree that may or may not give you the job. I don't know people that have doctorates. My friend have doctorates in, in psychology because he likes psychology class. Mm. What the fuck do I do with a doctor? He's an alcoholic. He's fucking <laughs> drowning in debt and he has a fucking doctorate in that psychology. What the fuck are you going to do with that? Like, come on. He might be able to figure out his own problems someday. <laughs> I mean, he got a lot of them now. So, I mean, you know, I have friends that didn't graduate fucking high school. Are we eighth, grade, to- uh, eighth grade graduation and they have a te- they are a construction or got a technical trade and they are making fucking six figures. Like, Are we going to have to apologize to Carlos's friend? Yeah, the <laughs> psychologist. Uh, yes. You know who it is. Yeah. I don't need them names. No, no. Oh, people right. know, bro. People know when you're talking about that. Okay, I mean. They'll feel it right in their bones. They'll feel it right I mean, in their bones. But I mean, yeah. he can, he'll, he'll tell you the same thing, too. I mean, he's His nipples will get hard. And I ain't saying disparaging to him. I'm just saying. No, no. He's, he has a fucking doctorate <laughs> in psychology. I'm just saying, but. Now I get just, it. I know people with, um, you know, went to fucking trade school, HVAC, and they are making good money. They didn't. They got a fucking 12th you know, grade. You know, or anything, anything that's worth it. I think you should graduate high school, take a year off, travel, see some, see life, see the world, and then decide what you're going to do. But, I mean, college ain't. I agree. College, I agree. Know. I agree. And so does the rest of our entire generation, pretty much. Do you guys I mean, want to see what I got? Oh, yeah. So, there's scores. I took mine. I took it yesterday. Really? Oh, I haven't taken mine. Wow. What is that? Who are in people in that area? Let's just say who's. Uh, let me see. I like, have. I'm so to, hold on, I'm, hold oh, on. Let's First off, yeah. down. The chart of um the the, the compass is is all these plot points and stuff. Is the x and y axis? The uh is 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 economic or actually just play the video. They can just um. There's a video. Explain it. Yeah. Oh. Sorry, play the clip. All right. I'm trying to explain to you guys. Play the clip, Jamie. Uh, right up there. Take your nope, not that one. The one above it. To right. To right down. Right there. There you go. We'll leave this in. Yep, and then it's like explain everything to you real quick. Tell you where stuff is and how stupid everybody is because everybody's. With the 2020 presidential election fast approaching, I thought now would be a good time to take a look at the American political spectrum and discuss just how little disagreement there actually is within American politics. Let's start with a tool we're probably all familiar with: the political compass test. This simple test has you answer a series of questions, then, based on your responses, gives you a set of two values: one Spain, Bernie Sanders, and Nelson Mandela in the Libertarian left. So, to reiterate, the x-axis is economic stances and the y-axis is social stances. As a small disclaimer, no simple political test is the most accurate determinant for actual human ideology. A two-axis chart is simply not nuanced enough to be 100% correct. But the political compass is a useful tool for understanding broad trends, and it's helpful for this type of analysis. Now, let's look at the compass for the 2020 presidential race. Interesting, right? Maybe not what you expected. There's a whole lot of yelling and name-calling between presidential candidates and their supporters and detractors, but when you take their voting records and plot them on a chart like this, it becomes apparent that there's really not that much separating most of the candidates. Even Bernie Sanders, whom many people paint as a communist, barely squeaked his way onto the left side of the spectrum. What's going on here? 
The reason a figure like Bernie only just passes the center line is that the political compass isn't just mapping American sensibilities, but the entirety of political thought. The American political spectrum stops right about here. Anything beyond Bernie's moderate social democratic platform is absolutely unthinkable in modern day America. So why does our national political conversation stop so close to the center line? One of the biggest reasons is the legacy of the Cold War. The Red Scare was scary. In the days when schools had nuclear attack drills, anyone even remotely critical of the prevailing American political model was seen as a communist and sympathetic to the nation's greatest enemy. This led to years of crackdowns on left-leaning political groups, McCarthy's communist witch hunts, and a general circling of the wagons around the quote, American way of life. When the Soviet Union fell and the Eastern Bloc countries got both democracy and a free market at the same time, the two axes of the political compass got tangled up. This bundling led many to falsely equate free market capitalism with democracy and more left-wing politics with authoritarianism. If you need proof of just how ingrained this type of thinking has become in America, take a look at these pictures. The terminology is always the same, blank equals communism. Apparently keeping Baskin Robbins closed so people don't die from a deadly virus is communism. Who would have guessed? When the incredibly popular Ronald Reagan came along and launched his campaign of deregulation, tax rate reductions, increased military spending, and union busting, he put the final nail in the coffin of American left politics. Since then, we've lived in an era of consensus. Politicians may appear to disagree on many subjects, and they probably truly see each other as complete opposites. But the truth of the matter is that, with very few exceptions, the entirety of American politics is contained within a single quadrant of the political compass. The entire national political dialogue is framed to begin and end on the right. So, for the sake of expanding the national dialogue, let's talk a little bit about the neglected left side of the spectrum. But first, we need to put one erroneous claim to rest. There are some notable figures on the right who claim that Adolf Hitler was a leftist. Everyone's favorite felonious filmmaker Dinesh D'Souza and fail son extraordinaire Ben Shapiro are particularly vocal about it. Their argument usually boils down to, well, the Nazis were called the National Socialist Party, checkmate. Okay, sure. But the Nazis were no more of a socialist party than North Korea is democratic, by the people, or a republic. It's the same tactic taken by autocrats throughout history. They pick a term their citizens associate with something good, usually freedom, or democratic, or peoples, and they adopt it to make themselves look good. Hitler himself said, Our adopted term socialist has nothing to do with Marxian socialism. So there you go. To be fair, bad faith arguments like those from D'Souza are generally dismissed by most thinking people. But there are plenty of older folks who get caught in the trap, which is sad because they're completely unaware of the fact that they're being taken advantage of. But while we're on the topic of socialism, I think it would be useful to explain what the ideology really represents. After all, the term has made quite a comeback in recent years, with a larger percentage of young people across America having a more favorable opinion of socialism than capitalism. Socialism, in America, is a blanket term for generally leftist ideology. A socialist would advocate for a more egalitarian society, where there's not a tiny percentage of people hoarding all the wealth. They want to end pointless wars like the decades-old conflict in the Middle East, where young men and women are sent to die and murder other humans for the sake of the rich and powerful. They advocate for a more humane society where the sick can get treatment and not go bankrupt in the process, where small businesses aren't crushed by multinational corporations, and where people are paid fair wages for their work. They also advocate for worker control. All right. Yeah. So it's pretty much. What I like how it was. went into. It went into. Yeah, I don't know if they, I don't know if they were like four. Like they were like men well, and women dying. So that got very like, a little bit biased. So I got to push back a little bit on that because uh, of the of the Nazi part. 
Because yeah, it's, he excludes it's, it's a, to fucking uh, add on know, all the fucking a, social programs they wanted to fucking. It's a slip, but people are left. People think that left and right in America is like Republicans right, art right, left is liberal, but that's not quite how it is globally. Pretty much, like we're on the right side of the left. Pretty much, I mean, it doesn't go far left. We're on the right side, but you're on the left or right of the right side. Pretty so, much. So are we trying? Are, are, are we trying to go left or what? You can go where you want to go. That's what I'm saying. I'm it's, I mean, you oh, want to be in the, the middle, I guess. America. I mean, yeah. by his standard, the yeah. way my compass looks, I'm exactly center. Yeah, we not. You're to the right center. What do you mean? You're center, center of what? You remember, you remember the, the how he what? cut the chart in half? Is there a picture of people that relate to you on yeah. that quadrant? Because I'm on the... I'm. I'm with Tulsi Gabbard. I'm right, right by Tulsi Gabbard and Bernie Sanders on the bottom left quadrant, like so much towards the middle. And that's left-leaning libertarianism. You're right-leaning libertarian... Uh, right... I mean, they have a synopsis of what's your right. Um, He's a fucking is. hippie, dude. Right leaning would be more economically. Right would be more what? Gary Johnson. What? What? What are, what are you fucking right leaning on? What are you? What are your right leanings? Oh, mostly on private business. Fucking private uh, business. You think they deregulation? should be uh, freedom of association, which is racist. Freedom? What's what's freedom? Well, yeah, can you? I mean, freedom you, of association. You have the right to deny someone fucking like your services if you well, want to, what was your or score, invite though? certain people. Because right? well, it's part, it's Democrat and Republican parties, but it's not. I mean, is oh, that even? Fine. The last time I took this, it gave me like ultra fucking left commie. See now, how does your shit change that far like that? What do you think that is? He has no identity. Yeah, well, maybe. While Mario no. does that, we can um. Uh, can we talk about that? And the and when you know your your political where you stand politically, you may well, be you know what it was. It was the uh, certain moral issues that were on there. But jar right? Yeah. So I basically went with well, people should have fucking morals, and they shouldn't depend on fucking mm. you know things. And then I told you about the religious question, which I was all like, yeah, I believe that fucking people can have morals right. without religion. Right. But then again, you know. Religion and does it's so nuanced, right? Morals. Exactly, but sometimes in the two-party system, you're forced to pick a party based on that. Because I am pretty like not anti-gun, but I think there should be less or higher restrictions or something. I'm not sure what, but the gun, too many guns, the gun issue in our society needs to. It's something to be a snowball effect. Don't get worse. It's like more guns, more people got guns. Like you have guns, like it's not gonna get any better. So I'm like anti-gun. I guess you would say I'm pro-choice. You have to about your body, Whoa. which is not right. You I'm know. a part of the old right, bro. So I have some some ideas of stuff that how it should be like that the Republican Party don't really believe in, but it's not that cut and dry. So it's when controversial, I was, dude. When pro, I was 17, choice and anti-gun. Exactly. So when I was 18, uh, 17, I took the class, obviously in high school, and the then I voted when I was 18. So I was finally voted, and I voted for Barack Hussein Obama. Oh, nice. Um, and I will be completely honest with you guys, I did it. Even though I knew I was left libertarian because he was the first black president. Yeah. Of I could not, I could not tell my kids when it's all said and done, our grandkids, that I voted for the other guy. It was a guilt trip. I mean it was not it was called a guilt trip. It was John McCain. And John McCain is a good guy and he was yeah. like a I would have even voted like for, for but Obama, Obama is just I mean I mean <laughs> here's it's here. Obama, it's the first year. I mean, he's to be president you need a lot of money. Or backing in a cult of personality. Right. And Obama was a fucking rock star. Everybody yeah. like Jesus, whatever, Obama. So I fell for it, like, you know, I just like some people did. Congratulations. <laughs> congratulations, yeah. But I would argue that you should have picked John McCain because we were already riding a momentum of anti Bush at that time. Hey, how and the fuck's he going to pick John McCain? Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Did you not hear what he just, just said? said yeah, yeah, I heard that. I but I'm saying I mean, it would have been better for the nation as a whole. It's not. I don't think your vote is not. You don't vote based on the nation. You vote on who you think 
It's, just, it's just not about anybody Don't we else. vote on the net, on the on the interests of the community? I mean, that just to be your same interest. That's why you live in that community. Yeah. If you don't like that interest, you go to another community. You, okay. I, I can live in Texas right now. I could I see that Texas, riding but... the wave of of anti Bushism. Wait, wait, are you telling me how I should have voted? Or yeah, he's telling me how you should have voted. Go ahead. This Continue. fucking all right. I'm here. Fucking. Yeah, I'm here. Go ahead. This all so right. So the momentum of the Iraq War and all that shit that came out. I lived it. I was generation yeah. like okay. 9/11 was my. Right. I was in freshman what, year. What What was the atmosphere like at that time? It was great. Okay. America was, was together. Like after uh, America was happened, together against. Uh, whoever did what 9-11 to us pretty much so basically the Bush administration and fucking the uh, whole and against, and against the whole Bush, political right. yes, p- yes. fucking system George Bush like was. black people yada 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 the whole thing so Katrina. imagine if we would have kept riding that wave with another fucking person like that like John McCain we probably would have been uh, restructured our government completely but go from Bush to McCain though that was because that it would have just been the I same thing disagree yeah what are you talking I mean it's with just... both of you or well with you that the government would have been different the government's not gonna be fucking no, different no, in the sense that we would have rose up to shit. fucking do some shit no, no, we no we nobody's up, gonna rise up to do nothing before Donald Trump became president George Bush was the most evil everybody yeah, yeah. hated George Bush like yeah. now he's cool or whatever but Look, he was the most hated so man so then in you America. put in crusty John McCain and you would have got no, fucking no no you're stupid there wouldn't have been shit I'm sorry you're not stupid but no, that's, you're stupid. That's stupid. I'll say you're, I'll say you're stupid. stupid. I mean, I'll yeah, people. You. The reason so, why. Okay. So then was, you do. Then I'm going to tell you what KRS one said. Oh and, shit! Oh shit! That all of a sudden you vote a black man in. Now everybody settles down. Now everybody's chill. Now the country was on a verge of revolution. They threw a black man up. Now we like this. Well, I have a clip you to play, and you can play, play the clip. Play the clip. Okay, there you. No, play the clip that I gave <laughs> <Play> you. <KRS-1. laughs> I believe you what he said, but play the clip that I said, and I will show you that <laughs> having a black president doesn't always mean that the black people are going to be uh, A-OK. I don't know. They were pretty fucking... Uh... They were happy. He's voting. They're still happy. They still think he's the... you know. But when you really think about his policies and what happened as a black community... Yeah, so ignorance is bliss. Oh, yeah, I know that, Mario, but I'm just... I'm not... I'm just... I, Barack Hussein Obama, do solemnly swear. When Barack Obama was sworn in as the nation's first black president, some hoped he would usher in a new post-racial era in America. After all, having a black family living in the White House for the first time was hugely symbolic. But as the president said in his farewell address... Such a vision, however well-intended, was never realistic. Race remains a potent and often divisive force in our society. It soon became clear that the old wounds and old conflicts remained, and that talking about them would be tough territory, even for a black man. All right, that's Just months into office, yeah. the president's... Uh, so, I mean, obviously we all know that a lot of shit happened. Trayvon Martin, all this stuff happened to him. Trayvon's my son. I mean, a lot happened during that, but, I mean, he did some prison reform on his way out the door. You know, uh, you know, as most presidents do and stuff like that. And I'm on the in the mindset of when you're president, you're everybody's president. You can't just be the black president. That's why him when he got voted by white people because it's like if he went to you know I'm just black this black people progress this it has to be all around. You're everybody's president, which white people say you know Trump's not my president. Well, I mean obviously hate him it's fine. You can not like the president, but he's your president. I mean that's what happens. You live in this country. This is just what it is. What it is. You know, don't vote him in next time. Let's get him out. I mean, but um. So the whole thing with Obama is like things didn't get too much better for black people. He didn't move, having a black president, you would think that 
you know, from Martin Luther King and everything happened, there was baby steps that happened, but when a black president, those eight years should have been like... Yeah. Freaking, he was a giant distraction. He was just dopamine for the masses. He was, Dude, he was look, just, um, I don't know, he was I, solid, but... I was never like, like, oh my God, Obama, Obama, but there was a, a lady he had on. He had on like a 90-year-old lady. And um, that was the first time that I, that that it really sunk into me. Like this fucking lady lived through all of this history. You know, she was there when fucking Martin Luther King was around. She was there during segregation. She was there during the '60s, the '90s, right. and she lived long enough to see the fucking first black president. And that was like one of those things that I was yeah. like, "Holy shit, that's like fucking Cubs, insane!" Cubs the World Series. I'm people that did that, and it was like, "Man, I can, I can die now." I'm like, what? <laughs> But like that to me, that was one of those profound things. But yeah, no, I I never. Yeah, people waiting for that. Felt it's like yeah, but having that pressure though. Like I have the whole black community on my shoulders, but you yeah, need to do something. No. Like the f- eight years and like you know, and I am I was disappointed. And I've voted because of the way I did, you know, obviously. So I get what I paid for if I voted by voting based on because I healed the back. You know, I didn't want to not vote for him. Uh, and then the next year, uh, I, did, I did not vote for him. I voted for Mitt Romney the next year. Oh shit! Because I mean, and he, uh, and, yeah, and yeah. Because I'm, I'm big on the fact that is I don't, I, you can be a vote independent. You can do a write-in vote like that. I don't leave my vote. I don't leave my vote blank. I don't leave my vote clear. Vote for everybody else. I don't not vote for anybody. You know, you can vote independent, but that's. I mean, that's not a feasible system. Our two-party system isn't going to mean anything. So I take the two candidates when there's a president, look them up and down. Real. I mean. I stood in, I stood when I voted for that one I stood in there for when I voted for in 2016 it took me 10 minutes in standing there you massaging I voted I voted for every everybody else that stood there for a full 10 minutes and said who do I want to vote for you know he has and a binder around. full of women but, uh, what are you talking about <laughs> you don't know about that I mean that's one of the things they criticized him on he had a binder full about, of uh, I was talking about uh, in 2016 Mitt Romney yeah. no Mitt Romney and Obama I was so pissed off at Obama and how that thing went out Mitt Romney he's weird he's a Mormon whatever like that uh, he but straps his, his dog his views, to the top of his car his views are generally you know uh, Republican or like that especially fiscally so like that so him me not, not liking what happened is kind of a no brainer pretty much I mean people put the status of president as like the fucking so you're the leader of the uh, you know the you're the leader of the free world. No, you're not leading the free shit. Stop you're it. the most powerful military you. in the world. Who invited in the world. this guy out here? What, what does that mean? <laughs> in the free world, the world free now. Like, what the fuck? Out here. But uh, you. but he you, wrong. He, the president does not have. <laughs> there's checks and balances, obviously, and you have the military. You're commander in chief of the military, but other than that, the president, you're you are the uh, consequence of what happens during your presidency. Wrong. Katrina happened during Clinton or during Bush, and you know 9/11, obviously. He was fucked. Clinton when Clinton was president. Yeah, everybody was fucking. He was playing saxophone, and cousin Mark was good. He had a great, he had great times. The ten years were that didn't really happen. Oklahoma City, maybe something like that. But you know, bad shit happens in your presidency. How you react to it? Uh, that's what makes the presidency like that. So George Bush had nine eleven and Katrina. That's like a, it's not good for him. Look at this can do guy. The, anything he can do to be president to come out clean on that. So I mean, it is what it is. So uh, but, what Obama? What happened with Obama? I just didn't feel like he did enough. Really, I didn't. I mean, I voted for him based on what I did without. You know, based on what he he has done, he was obviously wasn't even the center that long, really. So, and and I, I regretted it afterwards so much so that Mitt Romney, you know, he has some fiscally he's you know conservative, which me he has some stuff that's pretty hard, especially on like uh, Planned Parenthood and stuff like that. You can ebb and flow. I can take some traits from this, and he's good at this, but he doesn't yeah. exactly agree with me on this thing. I'm gonna vote for him pretty much like that, which is why in 2016 I voted for who I voted for. 
Mr. And, Trump. And I still get shit for it. People ask me all the time. Yeah, no, you're going to get shit for it. They see intelligent black guy and they know I know politics and they want to just pick my brain and ask me questions and stuff like that. You're not supposed to ask somebody who you voted for. You know, that's like a you know, thing like that. And not? I'm not his defender. Oh, yeah. I'm not. Because you don't want to, you don't, for one, it's not their business. And it, it just oh, causes stuff. It's just no more. I mean, I, if, I, if I trust you, I know you're going to have a conversation without. You no, you ignorant. can't do that no yeah, more. No. I'm not going to get triggered. I'm not his defender. I don't agree with everything he says. Right. But if you think he's the first uh, racist president or misogynist president or fucking, I mean, he is a, a long line of white, r- racist, bigoted, misogynist <laughs> presidents. A long line of them. He's just more in your face about it, which is his technique of how he is the way he is. I mean, you know, I don't have friends that are misogynists. I don't have friends that beat their wives like that. I don't have friends You're that fine. are liars and cheats and, and thieves and stuff like that. This shit I deal with every day. Shit that Donald Trump talks about, I hear my friends talk shit, talking about this shit all the time. I mean, it's nothing that is like out of the ordinary to me. Thank is it, you. Is it right? Is it something acceptable or something like that? But he's just a man. People put him as some 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 political mastermind that's pulling the strings. I thought that was George Bush before and like that. Whatever Republican system is running things is what's running things. Donald Trump is just like, hey, I'm going to say something on Twitter and trigger people. Look over here. And the real issues never get handled. No, I mean, it doesn't matter who's president. Eventually, they become Hitler. Because I saw it during the Obama era, too. Like, oh, my God, he's fucking Hitler. He's doing this. He's doing that. It's like, all right. I mean, he's not, though. I mean, I guess he is some of it, but he's not Hitler. It's good and bad, but, I mean... Some of the policies they make have an everyday effect in your life. You remember life. how outraged the media was when they had pictures of Obama with the little Hitler mustache? Yeah, no. Nah. And then the clown one. The, We're not going to get to the media because that's a whole another like book piece of like. I mean. Oh, I mean, I was just going to talk about how biased they are as parents. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> I mean, you can get there, but it's, we all know that. Well, that's what I'm saying. They're covering too with this whole uh, shit that's going on. Exactly. Is uh, they only release what they want to release in order to get ratings. And they don't cover the full story. Even with the facts are out, though, you can say yeah. He, he you have to go dig for it. A, a, a man, uh, a man, uh, case where like that, he was jogging in his neighborhood. I don't think that's true. I don't think he lived in that neighborhood. His residency was in the neighborhood. He wasn't jogging. He was. You can see some various camera of him in the abandoned. They'll uh, house say. Or whatever, uh, like. They'll say he definitely was jogging when um, mm. when you could say allegedly jogging. Right. And then when they say this guy pulled the gun out on him. Right. They won't he say shot. allegedly pulled a gun out. Of me and you watched the video like of the whole breakdown of everything that happened, and I had thought that the, the father who was in the bed of the truck shot him once. It was three shots, yeah. And I thought for sure that it was one from the truck. Two, it was three from the shotgun, and they were yeah. tussling over it. So that's what. And I thought I had my facts straight, and I still got my facts wrong because it's like you have to really know what happened. The son and him, were, uh-huh. were fought, you know, he got shot three times. The circumstances of being there, and there's footage of him being there beforehand, and the same bed in the house creeping around. So thing. before this whole Floyd thing got, went down, I had actually been preparing for like weeks, watching law reviews and like all this stuff uh, about the case, about mm-hmm. where you know things might have gone wrong, and then this whole Floyd thing happened. So now I'm all like, well. This is actually the story we should actually and talk the, about. The, the, the last week, exactly. Like when I told you guys about Biden, like the Biden thing was triggered, and I saw something about which I was talking to you about about uh, like the reason why um, it the country is the way it is, and how it's based on money and what you have and have not. Black people, unless they own property or they have you know financial security, and that's the big thing in the community, they will never have any kind of power or any kind of it'll still be a class type thing. You know what it yeah. is. Yeah, and it's not, and, it's not, and for some reason, it seems like it's not. You know, minorities things. I know some my Mexican friends and stuff like that. Their parents like that. They you know are value money maybe because they come from Mexico. They know how you know how broke they were. They value money. But, they have houses. They have house owners. They're property owners. But for white people, it's, it's not this case. Now, all right. So, 
this is this is, this is something that I, I feel pretty strongly about okay. but I probably don't get you know some some people feel that I don't get to because I'm not black and shit but I mean, like the culture right okay. the culture and not just contemporarily but like what what is it about the culture that that makes it so that you know what like cuz it's what part of what we talked about like if you talk a certain way then you're not part of our mm-hmm. culture you know what what elements of the culture like the whole no snitching thing right mm-hmm how how does that affect us you know when when we know who did it we know what happened and no one wants to say shit because you know what we don't want to co- cooperate who with was the we though I'm at, I'm, in, in this context is that okay. no just black people or is it minorities no, or my, just like i guess minorities but so yeah in, in, in just right. like like the elements of of black culture that mm. that are isolating right. and and kind of like separatists right. that that allow for this for this to continue mm, you know right and and it's like we can be given every opportunity but if we don't take it and make the most of it as people just people could be given every opportunity but mm-hmm. if it's not taken it, it won't mean anything you know exactly like i was talking this guy like the the, the realtors association there are the, are the largest lobbyists and let's let they, they hook up people that are on home so are they being inherently racist because they lobby for homeowners once you see the clip right now you'll see how if you own a home in america you got so much more stimulus money a, a family two family a family of three a parent and three kids White and black, the white family, are, whites are more likely to own. A, let's watch the video. I'm sorry, whites are more likely to own. A, you can give us a breakdown. It's right, and there you go. Um, he plays them better than I do. I try and do it, but it's so nuanced and stuff. And he's a financial guy. Yeah. He's some uh, guy, some young white guy. He sounds kind of funny, but he's a new male. And he kind of you know, the way he talks is kind of funny. But he knows his shit, and he gives you to. He's a stimulus guy. All my stimulus information and stuff. Every day he gives you about what's going on in stimulus, and he's like, you know, he like plugs his own like fucking, you know buy my insurances or buy my life insurance like that so he does that okay. a lot, but, but he knows this shit really and I was surprised when I saw this I was like damn like he just pretty much broke it down about why the country is so separated as yeah. far we'll never get anywhere as black people unless we fucking start getting some money today I want to try to explain why it is that a white family is twice as likely to have gotten $15,400 worth of stimulus compared to a black family with the same size and same income being likely to only get $3,400. I'm gonna break this apart, but first, let me just be very clear. I'm going to use the words whites and blacks so to address right the extra 1200 I'm using whites and blacks now. Just um, don't fucking cancel me, please. This is why things are so He's politically got a, a screwed up in our country. Yeah, before we listen to this clip, we'd like to say that uh, um, almost positive doesn't see color. Thank you. We're colorblind. <laughs> it looks like, well, politically, everybody, as long as you're within these these income thresholds, everybody got the same stimulus check. That's that. There's no race issue there. There's no widening of the wealth gap because of that. Well, have you ever heard about something called lobbying? Lobbying is the business of influencing politicians. And what's interesting about lobbying is you've probably heard of an organization like the NAACP before, especially since they were recently in the news regarding Biden's gaffe. I'm not going to go into politics on Biden's gaffe, and I'm not even going to bring it up. The point is the NAACP is the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, and they spent about $538,000 on lobbying in 2019. Sounds like a lot of money, but let's compare that to some other organizations that also lobby, like the National Association of Realtors. While the NAACP spent $538,000 on lobbying, the National Association of Realtors, the third largest lobby in the country, spent $41 million. 
That's 76 times what the NAACP spent. Amazon, the ninth largest lobby, spent 16.79 million. Facebook, 16.7. AT&T and Google, both over 12 and a half million on lobbying. So what does this have to do with the difference between blacks and whites? And why did whites get on average or were twice as likely to get $15,400 if they had the same family size and the same income as a black family who only got the $3,400? Why? Well, according to Housing Wire, 73.1% of whites owned homes and only 40.6% of blacks in 2019 owned a home. That means whites were almost twice as likely to own a home. That means whites were almost twice as likely to be eligible for the $0 mortgage. Why? Because the CARES Act allowed you to simply affirm that you needed mortgage forbearance because otherwise you wouldn't be able to make your mortgage payment. In other words, no documentation required at all. If you owned a home and you affirmed that you couldn't make your mortgage payment, heck, you could still do this if you haven't yet, you could have your mortgage put into forbearment, which means for right now, don't worry about it. You don't have to make your mortgage payment. The average mortgage payment in the country for just principal and interest is about $1,000 per month. That means with up to 12 months of forbearance available, that's an extra $12,000 that white families are twice as likely to get to keep in their pocket. That's way bigger. That's 10 times the size of a $1,200 stimulus check. And it's substantially more. It's almost four times. Actually, it's more than four times what the black family would have received in stimulus. And the white family is twice as likely to receive this compared to blacks because of the higher home ownership rate amongst whites compared to blacks. Now you might be asking yourself, well, wait a minute, Kevin, you have to pay that money back if you go into forbearment. That is, you say to the bank, hey, I wanna take mortgage forbearance. You know, when do I have to pay this back? Most banks and the federal housing agencies of the United States are now adding these owed payments to the back of a loan. Okay, so that means it's not really given to you, right? Well, let's think about this. If that average white family saved an extra $12,000 and put that into their pocket and then said, okay, we got an extra $12,000 this year because we didn't make our mortgage payment, which by the way, LendingTree found out that quote, the majority of people who applied and were approved for mortgage forbearment of those, only 5% said they wouldn't have been able to pay their mortgage without forbearance. In other words, 95% of the people who got mortgage forbearance probably didn't need mortgage forbearance. That is, it was an option. Now, I'm not saying that they wouldn't have needed it in the future, and I'm not trying to shade people who took forbearance given this lending tree study. My point is very, very simple. There is a massive opportunity here given to whites that blacks don't have, but let's go back to that math because you might be thinking, wait, but you have to repay that $12,000, okay? Let's take this extra $12,000 that you have now of mortgage payments that you didn't make. Let's do something simple like throwing it into an index fund at just 5% of a growth rate over the next 15 years. What happens when you invest your money at 5% for 15 years? You double your money. So you put that 12 thousand dollars into an index fund you doubled your money after 15 years all right here you go i'll pay the mortgage oh wait it's not due for another 15 years because i got a 30-year mortgage or maybe i had a 25-year mortgage term left so the reality is people who owned homes got the fattest stimulus check of the first cares act 
And now it makes sense why the New York Times finds that the average net worth of homeowners is $196,000, where the average net worth of tenants is just $5,600. And remember, the National Association of Realtors, in 2019, third largest lobbying firm. Not good. So, I mean, and I talked to friends and like, I want to own a home because, you know, it used to be the American dream because it's too much work. You want to have to fix stuff and stuff like that. Like, I want to, I mean, I thought that was what you want to do. Own a home, own property. Yeah. And everybody that asked him like, that's not what I want to own a home. Some friends want to flip houses and make money that way. But most people that I know, being a homeowner is like a big scary thing to them. They don't want to do it. It's like, well, yeah. I mean, the country's completely rebelling against that idea of the nuclear family, which is like own a home. Have a bunch of kids. Picket fence, you know, three, yeah. two and a half kids, yada, yada, yada. But, I mean, but who, who wants to rent their whole life? Who wants to pay rent or, more, you know, on a fucking, you're paying $2,000 in rent ways, why not pay a mortgage just probably half of that or whatever? Like People that. who want to live, who want to be need, able to oh, well, go anywhere need, they want no, to. No, you need, well, they're stuck in the hood, supposedly. You can't get the hood or whatever and live like that, so you can go where you want to go and you don't want to pay, you to pay. One day they might want to move to Haiti, bro. I mean, okay, well, Haiti's a nice place, though, actually. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, they might want to go somewhere, live on the but beach, I wanna be own free. A, I want to own a house and <laughs> They're do free spirits, man. Over here, you sexy bitch. What, what the fuck but, nonsense are you going on about? I mean, but I, I just feel like that. And, and then people say they don't have good credit, though. To get a loan and stuff like that, you have on a house, you have good credit. They teach credit or credit cards or money or savings or anything about, in a, you know, in the black community. Not one They don't want to be weighed you know, down with they, a house. Uh, they want to make kids. a bunch of money and buy chains and grills and stuff like that and spend their money on Tilly Winks. And Frivolous things, bro. If um, you, know, so you have what? money, Tilly Winks. Tilly Winks, yeah. Tilly Winks. Tilly Winks, yeah. You ever play with a Tilly Wink? No. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. But, yeah, that's a classic. It's about money. This country is about race. And then you have money. Who has the money? With the money, you're the race. All this country is about everything we live by, day in, day out. All we do is about race and money. So if you're black and you don't have any money or real wealth, what do you, what do you, what is there to do though? So instead of focusing on that, these are the things that you can focus on to make a change in, you know, in the black community, make things long-term successful by yeah. having a good family that teaches about getting wealth and being a good person and the value of money and stuff like that. And all these things Grouped together is what I think that can, you know, people ask me though all the time during, you know, the last couple of days when I was talking to them about, you know, the, the writings like that, like, what are you going to do, you know, long term? What is that going to do in the long term like that? We have a long way to go because we're focused on the wrong stuff still. Somebody dies in the streets, let's riot. Six months from now, nobody does anything. Everybody forgot about it. It's a new name, a new whatever, whatever. But let's talk about getting money and being educated and doing, be, being wealthy and stuff like that and actually doing that. And or you know, and then then things can change in the long term. But until then, I don't know what. Well, and that's part of what Kevin Hart talks about uh, on Joe Rogan is the his deal with uh, is it Spotify? No, no. Oh, no. Um, he had um, JP Morgan Chase. J yeah, mm. and how he goes to different you know schools we, and places. Well, they were, at first we're gonna have a white guy. You can have a yeah. white guy go to fucking let me or somebody that looks like me that can show I fucked off all this money and now this is not what well, not to do. That's more deeper than fucking just saying, "Hey, I'm a white guy." You yeah, save your money. yeah, and it, and it's true. You do you do gotta have people that that are like relatable to to pass, you know, to like. That's why athletes, and the athletes, and our people we look up to, you know, sport, athletes and musicians and stuff. Yeah, you know, they're not gonna tell you that. They're gonna just say, "Blow it on," you know, all these chain, a Bart Simpson chain, based on your Jesus piece. Or something like that, but just we're always gonna be stuck, you know, until we figure out how we can get out and be better 
Yeah, spend your like money wisely. Spend it on podcasts. And this Corona it. thing has also taught me a lot of things too. But growing up like that, so when Trump's presidency was all this, and then the other coronavirus, this in itself has just taught me about people in itself and like just the, the you know, people in general, any color, any race. Just like I've learned a lot about what's going on no, in this we're, country. We're in the midst of a giant social experiment right now with how uh, social distancing is working in different states, how the phases are working in. How people are just acting to the stimulus. Well, people don't care. What, so, like we were talking about the five. Oh, people, I care because I'm watching the, fucking the five people, people in the corner just standing around. You know, we talked about that like a couple of times last week about that whole story of just like people standing in the corner and not caring. And you know, how does yeah. that? Who's who going to tell these people that this is people's lives? So you want to riot because one man died, which is which is deplorable. But then you won't put a mask on. You can affect thousands of people possibly kill hundreds of people you don't respect those lives of you and not wear masks because it's like whatever but then somebody that one person dies because of police brutality which is more than enough and you want to burn the city down to the ground where's the where's the like you know we should have had writing for the coronavirus. yeah we should have written for the coronavirus i agree so andrew so did a video and it's a little comedy bit he does like five minutes he hasn't watched it or not i find him hilarious to be honest but I'll he tells about out. how the Left and right, people with masks, no masks. It's all fucking, people don't know what the fuck you're talking about. They're all stupid, and it's like, it's both sides of the thing, and it's like, everything's not black and white. It's just, um, you know, mask or no mask, or whatever. Left and right. Why can't it just be like, you know, it's not, it shouldn't be about politicizing everything. It's coronavirus, you know, the numbers, how many people have cases and stuff, and all this stuff is like, it's really, it's, it tore us apart even more. Thanks, coronavirus. Well, this I guy. mean, we can even get into the numbers later. Because you and I had a discussion about fucking the falsehoods that happened with the coronavirus. I had a friend that passed away. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. This guy here, I seen, um, we used one of his clips oh, yeah. for, for our show. He's yeah. good. You can tell he's, like, I mean, he doesn't need any audience or anything behind him. He can speak for five minutes and kind of be funny. So it's kind of like he's very, he's kind of. To wear or not to wear? That is the question. First of all, how do we even get into this mess? Well, in April, Fauci came out of his Keebler Elf house and he said this. People should not be walking around with masks. You're sure of it, because people are listening really no, closely to this. Right now, people should not be walking. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. Then a few weeks later, he says the N95 mask is the only one that works. Then he says, use a shirt. And then he said, fuck it, join a gang. So obviously, we're confused. What happens when people are confused? You pick a side and lean in. My Mexican friend, Brandon Shaw, he says he's not Mexican, but who knows that many people with a food truck. He said this. You know how big of a bitch you have to be watching traditional news to be like, if I'm, I'm gonna walk outside, I better put on a mask. <laughs> Fuck, dude. <laughs> people are sheep, man. I only wear it because they're forcing me to get my goddamn 10-speed coffee. Outside that, you won't see me with a mask. As you can see, Brendan is very (laughs) anti-mask, which is shocking me because if he gets the Chinese flu, this will be the second big country to knock him out. But I get the sentiment. I don't want the government infringing on my freedom and people blindly going along with it. And even if you do get the virus, you have a 99% chance of living. And I'll take that risk. Nothing in life is 100%, not even death. Jesus came back, Jon Snow came back, even Brandon Schaub came back. Now on the other side, my buddy Neil Brennan, who looks like an injured bird, is adamant about wearing a mask. And I get that too. Let's be honest, if Neil gets it, he's gonna die. Look at him. He's got the immune system of the Dallas Buyers Club, but he's also right. Wearing the proper face protection has got to help. And then my buddy Tim Dillon says this. Watch George H.W. Bush's funeral and watch the demons. They have soft skin, the the skin that comes from eating the pineal gland of children. Also an interesting point. (laughs) 
Now, we all just want to know, do the masks work? And if you think about it, the question doesn't even make sense. It's like saying, do condoms work? Sure they work. If you wear a new condom and put it on right and don't touch it, it's gonna work. And if you wear a new N95 mask and put it on right and don't touch it, it will work too. Here's the problem. Most of us don't do that. Most people don't even have an N95 mask. They have an old surgical mask or a bandana they haven't washed. And that's basically like reusing a condom four days in a row, which I do because I care about the environment. Now you're probably thinking wearing something is better than nothing. And you're right. And wearing a church sock over your dick or as priests call it a condom is probably better than nothing too. But chances are you're catching that Holy Ghost. Look, the studies show that masks in the best circumstances decrease infection by 75%. And that's great. But we're not in the best circumstances. We're not hamsters in a cage. We're wearing dirty masks. We're touching our face more than Joe Biden touches kids. We're dumb humans who remove our life-saving devices so we don't have to type our passcode in in front of our girlfriends. As of now, it's hard to know if an unwashed bandana is doing anything at all. It could be doing more harm. The reality is the science we're citing isn't supporting our behavior. So stop walking around like you're fucking Marie Curie. Additionally, distrusting the government is valid. They've been flip-flopping a lot. They flip-flopped about masks. They flip-flopped about when the country would reopen. They flip-flopped about banning all Muslims, yet my Uber still smells like falafel. Government overreach is not some incel conspiracy theory. This is the same government that has done crazy shit in the past, like implementing stop and frisk, tapping our phone calls, putting Japanese people in internment camps, and letting women vote. Benjamin Franklin even said, slaves save you money. And he also said, it is the first responsibility of every citizen to question authority which I agree with. But do we really think the government is forcing us to wear masks so that they can flex their authority? No, it's just a bunch of bitch ass politicians trying to get reelected by keeping you alive. Here's the truth. This really isn't about masks. It's about our own virtues. No matter what side you're on, we're all virtue signaling. If you're wearing a mask and shaming people that don't, you're just virtue signaling how much you care about other people. And if you're at a protest without a mask, you're just virtue signaling how much you reject government overreach. And guess what? They're both important virtues. We're all just trying to get acceptance from our immediate community. And in my case, that's skateboarding lesbians. And we can throw stones and shame motherfuckers for having different moral hierarchies, or we could take a step back and recognize that both sides of the aisle are offering important values which need to be considered. And that's what makes America dope. We have protected freedom of speech that allows both sides to propose arguments, and this constant pushing and pulling is what carefully moves our society forward. You don't get progress by negotiating with yourself. You get progress by negotiating with your rivals. So here's the deal. If you cross the street when you see me not wearing a mask, one, I know how black people feel, and two, you're fucking annoying. And if you're out at a protest calling everyone that wears a mask a pussy, one, you need a friend, and two, you're also fucking annoying. So how about we do this? Let's be open-minded and skeptical, progressive and conservative. And if you're watching this, you're probably not old, so who cares? Go call your grandma. Tell her you're gonna miss her. All right, guys. Peace. Burn the witch. He's telling us to get along. Burn him. Yeah. That's Every day is something yeah. about which way to go, this and that, COVID versus this, how many people die of COVID, da 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 black community this, black community no. If it exacerbates pre-existing conditions, then maybe we should worry about black people and being healthier, stuff like that, dealing with that whole issue. Not COVID as a reason for yeah, lack of hospitals and care and, and uh, what was it, um, 1930s fucking treaty or something that was signed or something <laughs> Zoning like that. laws? I don't the red know. Tape. Red lines? I mean, soul food. I think soul food has more than the black people are doing, dying for coronavirus 
than anything. I'm I, I lived you're it. Playing I, so I, I know, man. Absolutely. I mean, I I'm, the reason why I'm as unhealthy as I am is because of the way I was raised and drinking sugary beverages. I am. <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> Being addicted to high fructose corn syrup, eating I mean, fast food all the time, eating food that isn't healthy for you. Like Ooh, I was, how yeah. I was raised, and it's hard to break that cycle as a as a person that's trying to get healthy. And that's not that's how it is in the community. That's how it is like that. You know, you don't eat vegetables. Blah, blah, blah. You know, just that. Let's work on that instead of bringing up some stuff that happened however long years ago. I think that's more important. So. That this virus and somehow it happened. But you know a lot about why things are the way they are. Listen, man. That's accountability. I mean, yeah. Well, if I have kids, I, I will try and like make sure that they don't fall into the same footsteps that I have. That next person, I, you're not gonna be eating. You know, I'm I like be, my oxtail, bro. <laughs> yeah, boy. I never had oxtail before, actually, but. Mario's never had oxtail. Oh, so where the fuck you had oxtail? Yeah, yeah. oxtail at? Where the fuck you ever had oxtail at? And then we have a at work where the oh, culture okay. is right, rich. Shut up. He's never had ox too. So anywho, and then the, and then we have election <laughs> coming up through all this, and it's really important. I mean, we talked about people not voting last time with Emma and stuff like that, and we heard if you heard the last episode of uh, Almost Positive, I came in real quick at the end how important voting is and how people don't vote and this and that. And that. We talk about all the issues with voting and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it was like a that. great episode. <laughs> <laughs> But um, so I mean that's important to me. I voted every every election. I told you my process. I said I vote for everybody, you know, local officials and stuff. Get them out of here. Get a vote for them and just get them out. Local. You can vote your congresswoman or whoever out. You might not be able to have a say in a presidential election because electoral college. But you don't vote for all. You don't vote for any of your local. You know your mayor, your anybody, any of that stuff, judges and stuff. You don't vote for any of that because of the presidential election. Like that doesn't make sense. So you go out and vote and have a say on these issues. If minorities went to go vote or black people went to go vote, and it was all it was a blackwash of all black, you know, people in Congress or whatever. Like you know, it's fifty percent black in the Congress and stuff. That would be because if you just go vote and vote for those locally, that would be the change that you need. But we still have these old skeletons in certain areas because liberals or and minorities don't vote as much as conservatives or white people do. And that well, one itself thing in itself is another power control that they have that is very easily rectified by people just getting up their ass and going to vote. I don't know. I mean, conservative people are uh, more for more like they're conservative, so well, they conservative think more about the future. These Republicans, oh. I mean, people in the rural South Georgia, Republicans, yeah, white. old people. They're they're all old okay. white people that well, vote. Not, well, That's who what are votes. conservative Republicans voters. Or? Or that block of voting, I guess you mean. Or? That's a large ass fucking have, block of voters. Have, uh, like Christians, what do they call it? The um, whatever the, evangelicals. Uh, even, yeah, their whole block of voters, like they're just that whole. I'm thing. saying there's there's these big ass masses of people that are fucking they, that are. I'm saying like they're they're conservative, but conservative people, they're, I mean, you know, always have a certain a certain. What you can't put a generalization on conservatives though, because the one is a broad term. This is what we were talking about earlier. Like I'm Dude, conservative. You could generalize. I'm what are you talking about? I'm fiscally conservative. I'm because I'm. You're an outlier. Who are you? Who are you okay, well, who you're? Okay, you're grouping people you're, together based on conservative. I mean, fiscally yeah. conservative, socially conservative. Um, Vote know. conservative voters, bro. That's it. I mean, that's at the end of the day, it's, it's what it's going to amount to. That's a problem with the two party system. Right, at the end of the day, you could be as fucking colorful and, right. and as unique as you want, but you. guess what? You're still going to have to funnel your bullshit right. through the same. Fucking, I guess. I mean, as a somebody that I would have voted for Tulsi Gabbard, and she is, uh, you know, a, a Democrat. I guess not really. She's libertarian technically. If you want to go on the yeah. court to the chart, I mean, so you not. I mean, you shouldn't be pigeonholed 
into maybe you are. I mean, Donald Trump went to the South. Or these places that still uh, countries that you know, Pennsylvania, or states they like go. Pennsylvania, they go, go where they know they're going to. You get go votes. talk to them and say, "Hey, these jobs will be back. You know, we're going to think about you. We're going to fight for you." And people get so riled up. You're going to vote for them and, and stuff. And it worked. And the, but guess who the liberals take for granted and say, well, "We got them. We got these fucking uh, these Democrats. We got these things." A la Joe Biden, which brings us all back around to the beginning. Yeah. Joe Biden said with a lot of people's minds. The whole time He said I think the reason why he said it And it's very clear It's not no stuttering No stammering Afterwards he doesn't Apologize no, immediately not. It was clear it as It was fuck. very clear Is what he said but He looked at the camera Real proud too And <laughs> it's something that He probably says Either amongst Black voters And, and the, you know People that he Trying to get their vote for You know You know black room Black people You know for me You, know, you, ain't, you ain't black then And he's trying to be like You know Something that might go over In maybe yeah, You know somewhere, It went you know. over really well On the breakfast club <laughs> But he, but Charlemagne didn't you know, call nah, him. Was, Charlemagne, Charlemagne going, didn't know what to do. Char, yeah, he he ended. The, he could have went like what you know. He could have went. He could have like some uh, people that were, you know, and the news or whatever do. They double back and like you know needle you on that one point. Like what do you say? No, nah, like, Charlemagne you know, wasn't going to do that. Back. But yeah, Charlemagne the same thing. But afterwards, she did. I mean, if you're well, yeah. Afterwards, no, now that the media is all like, oh, you know, you got a controversial clip nah. on your show. Yeah, Dude, I was very offended. You can see his face. You can see his face. Yeah. He was like, what yeah. the fuck just happened? And, yeah, and the guy tried to. Okay, sir, it's enough time. Whatever. Well, actually, play the clip. No, hold on. No. You know who the fuck Charlemagne looked like? Oh. He looked like uh, Mike Mike Myers when fucking. Um, Kanye West was like George Bush doesn't care about black people. Oh, so he gave him <laughs> a yeah, first yeah, yeah, second. Yeah, he, he was he like, did. "Oh shit!" Nah, it's not about. It's like, "Oh shit!" Dude. It was just crazy. I mean, it was <laughs> that's happened. That's what sparked this whole thing. And I was like, I just was like, and he was like "Check my record, man!" It was the whole re- interview was very. Yeah. Oh, come yeah. on, man! Like, come on, dude! Yeah. You know, like he was yeah. like, oh, he tried my to goodness, like he tried to do a cool version of what people used, to, white people used to do back in the sixties and shit. Incredible, like. You know, you know, your job is as a politician is to change people that are undecided. That's you, you, you campaign to yeah. change people's minds, and you're pretty much saying like not only that by race, but it's your job to do that during campaigning. Like, check my record. You don't want him to check your record. Oh, oh, when you he's don't want saying him to that, check your record. What are no, you talking about? That's why all he's saying when he's saying that is, I was fucking Obama's vice president. Among other things, no, he's, I mean, he, dude, he's he said, writing so my, hard check on my record, that. my crime bill, the it's on the tape. You know, dude, he was, he was a fucking animal back in the day. He he didn't give a fuck. He was like, I don't give a fuck where the fuck you came from. I don't care what the fuck systems you had working against you. If you're a criminal, you need to be taken out of society. He didn't give a fuck, dude. His record could suck my dick. It was very. It was just like, man, it's another sign of his his brain. Just had a brain. You got more questions, but I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. It don't have nothing to do with Trump. It has to do. His with inner ghetto came out. Yeah, he's fine. He's talking about what he's talking about. The, if you watch the whole interview, he's talking about the whole thing, and he was like dodging. Watch, watch the whole, other parts of the other interview. Yeah, I like, see. And it's just like, and it's just like uh, he's just dodging the whole thing, and like he's about Charlemagne is about black people. What did you gonna do for us? We we want a black. The fact that you're gonna ask for a black woman president and just because she's black and she's a woman, like that, that is the, but that aren't any for politics or any for like what is? How can you say that that's what we want? That's, and he's considering it. Like I'm gonna get a black woman up in here. Oh, that, that's she, like a she, legit. Will she be a good? Will she be? Will she be a good president? Will she be a good candidate? Oh well, that's the whole thing now. Like mm-hmm. even when you brought up, you know, adding more blacks and uh, minorities into the. Um, into Congress, voting them in. I mean, are we are we just generally just trying to do that? Like just just add some color, or do we focus I mean, on the policies? We don't have to on Joe Biden. Uh, Joe Joe Biden. Um, He's a long list. I mean, I'm he was on my political radar for a while until recently. 
Uh, you guys have to tell me about people like, oh man, he touched people and stuff like that. And I don't actually watch the videos of him <laughs> touching them. Like, he's an old creepy guy, yeah, but creepy. I don't think he's anything pedophilic though. To be honest with you, you don't think he's uh, and maybe, creepy? but I don't know. I mean, he's he's just I don't know. On a scale from fucking um, a regular dude to Michael Jackson, where do you think he falls? Mm. Damn, seven and a half, maybe. Seven oh, and a half. Him, yeah. He's not as. But it could happen. It's not a real possibility. Some people are like that's not good. Come on now. And then sometimes it's like, oh, for sure. But he's well, like every every president gets like outrageous claims. Obama was a fucking um, a gay crackhead. Apparently, like that was the rumor when wait, he wait first a minute, came wait, out. Wait, you didn't know about that? You never heard about those rumors? I mean, I, d- I mean, but that's not the. That's not the one rumor that's the most far fetched one, but it was he was not a citizen. He was not born. Oh yeah, I know. But I'm saying okay. I'm like damn. Like now the sexual thing. The sexual thing will always get you. Yeah, the 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 gay crackhead thing. There was a huge thing uh, all over. But I'm saying the same type of rumors like oh Joe Joe Biden's a fucking pedophile. Trump was getting pissed on by fucking Russian hookers. I mean, if you there's always one of those from where though from the media from the news. I don't know where the fuck. Why do people? Why do people? believe these and they get traction though like if I don't know, know. Crazy. the, the one about it. Obama came from somebody from his church a gay person who said that he actually did was this when he was running or he was president already or uh, like, when he was running he was and already. then after he was okay, president but this is I mean that's no that's a whole other thing but I'm saying these fucking crazy ass rumors about like politicians you know when, when, when they run for office or when they get it's to bring down the peg everybody's all you know, there's a rumor about Donald Trump. Donald Trump, you, it's about what happened, what he did last week. It's no rumors and stuff like that. But you, these presidential people that are so, you know, polit- you know political, I'm this and that, you care for the children like that. Oh, you got some dirt on you too. So, whether it's a rumor or innuendo, people want to hear, like, oh, he did that, you know. And I hear yeah. Washington, D.C. and the stuff is like a bunch of, it's a weird place. Oh, most yeah. of like, most of like BDSM and like people that's, if, you know. If nobody got no dirt on you, you like, ain't going anywhere. And so people are always looking for ways to put these politicians down. But, this old guard of like people that if you've been around for if you've been four terms or whatever like that like get the fuck out of here like you've been around when Jim Crow was okay you were around you were around for that then I you know I don't voting think, for busing laws come on I mean there's nepotism <laughs> stuff they put people in their seats and stuff you know that they handpick and stuff like that so yeah. but well, listen that's why I'm very discouraged about voting because I feel that people from from a sociological point uh, perspective like. People could be swayed to do things that are fucking unthinkable. And and, and it, it's not far fetched to think that like, all right, you know, we're gonna fall within this little this this very fucking narrow spectrum right. of outcome. Cause had Obama not passed fucking o- the Obamacare, the the Republicans had a bill mm-hmm. that was exactly the same as Obamacare with a few differences, and well, it was going to get passed anyway. Once once uh, Donald Trump became president, lots of they repealed. They didn't repeal everything. They tried to repeal a lot of stuff, but Obamacare, as it was when they got passed, isn't Obamacare right now. It's no, pretty yeah. much how it was. But, but it's, it's an amalgam- amalgamation of what it should. You know. Right, it moves within a very narrow spectrum, Correct. and 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 this is politically like. On, in the big picture, we're still going to move towards a certain outcome, mm-hmm, exactly. whether whether we want it or not. There's going to be fucking you know healthcare for everybody. There's probably going to be universal fucking so. income at some point. So. I don't, I mean, there's certain things our country was built on. You can't tell somebody who make a bunch of money say, "Hey, I'll make you pay for this person, this person that's that's social out. security though." I, we, but, we okay, already but do we, that. exactly. Why do we need more? Ex, you know, ex, expansion why? expansion of that. It'll be a hard sell. I'm just what I'm saying as this country because we're a capitalist republic, democratic republic, like that. You know, free schooling or college tuition for all. Like, you know, I'm gonna pay for this. Like, you know, I gotta pay for social security. I don't want social security. Look, the only, I, don't, I don't believe in it. So I gotta pay for. It. I gotta pay thirty percent of my check for these social services that I don't even like fully you know agree with and stuff like that. I mean. 
but you're making me do this. So we got enough already. It is what it is. But expansion of that, I don't think yeah, it's like a hard it's, time doing it's that. It's gonna happen. Hey, maybe yeah. But it's some stuff happen. Bernie Sanders talking about was sorry. So I mean, some of his ideals and stuff like that as being a socialist, which he's yeah. yeah I mean, stuff like that. I mean, to be a utopia, okay, everybody should get free, everything, and everything's fine. But it's like this country is built on money and capitalism, stuff like that. How you gonna oh, change? That won't what, compromise how you gonna change what we are? How you gonna, huh? It doesn't. Having healthcare and things like that won't doesn't necessarily have to compromise capitalism. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying just built on the premise of you have your you are making somebody your social programs and just how. I mean, capitalists is the have, healthcare industry actually makes up a large percentage of the economy, so it would it would yeah be no. detrimental to fucking yeah, the American but, economy. But that's a Green New Deal, anything any of that sense like that would have a lot of things to deregulate or regulating things to make yeah. it to a point towards yeah. But the the thing is that the the fucking reason the healthcare fucking is such a big percentage of the fucking economy is because of the overinflation of, of mm-hmm. shit and all those things that are going on. So like that needs to stop, and 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 our economy can't completely depend Can on things like that some, though, when mean, we've outsourced so many jobs i mean like there's ways to fucking do it you know mm-hmm. but like, can we like can we just cut i mean people, people like don't cut food stamps we need more food like but people abuse food stamps all the time like yeah you know that right like, yeah okay i'm not saying drug test everybody but can you come up somebody wait but no no more food stamps listen, or, or just whatever uh unemployment or anything you know, listen, you know just like beyond having an experiential that's how you say it, uh training mm-hmm. as a as semi-minority i'm not gonna you know i mean you're from um, <laughs> I, I like white people right now how dare you that who who said that <laughs> um and then being in a field where mm-hmm. i get to see i get to see the entire rainbow true. and how people treat social services mm-hmm. and and all of that and trust right, me yeah. there is a lot of abuse of social services and the fucked up part is that what bothers me is when people are like America doesn't take care of its people, you know. Fucking blah, blah. like, dude, get the fuck out of here. Talk about that. There, there are rental fucking assistance services. So if you're if you haven't made income for a certain amount of time, and you're struggling to pay rent, you have that. There's fucking programs for paying your gas bill, your fucking light bill. There's shelters. That's obvious. There's fucking food pantries. Your wick for your kids. Food right. Food there's food assistance from yeah, the government. Exactly. Food banks. Whatever. There's there's a ton of different ways for you to not end up in a situation where you where you have to i don't know what compromise your freedom compromise your integrity break the law fucking you know but if you get stuck depending on those things i mean i don't i don't know i don't even know what this 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 stimulus is is proof though the fact that we can spend all this money and give us fat i'm getting i mean i thought i made good money until stimulus came around the stimulus told me how real live how how you oh this is how white people live i'm fucking living life like my life financially has gotten so much better just the fact that's like how do you just fund all this money and giving us recurring money like you know all this money to have we should have universal income if this is nothing to if you can spend a trillion extra dollars or half a trillion no, dollars that's to just gonna come out I of mean, somewhere come, exactly that's what I'm saying though that it's, it's just not like this. it showed me through yeah. all this stuff that money is no object and that money is or the thing we talked about earlier about realtors and just owning a house and stuff getting extra money like money is just it's really with the key money over race really is really where it had, you know well yeah yeah. The, if you have the, a lawyer get in trouble your lawyer you got money does it matter if you it's matter if you go to jail nice if you have money for a lawyer like that's just like well it's it, it's my because it's, it's always been socioeconomic i mean 
Even, dude, even if you go back to fucking the tribal days, it's mm. literally the person with the fucking most pelts, mm. person that hunts the most, the person with, you know, and then and that's security. That that gets them women, that gets them wealth, right. and whatever the equivalent is. Class has been everywhere. Even Indian culture, stuff like that, a caste systems are just anywhere. Yeah, with I'm just saying. Like us, them, and us on the bottom. And it's, 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 always so mu- it's always so much bigger than race, which is one of the things that fucking drives me crazy. And, and it is in certain, we are in a country that, that is hugely about race especially when it's such a minority and i think that part of it is what like the influence and the culture the importance of it mm-hmm. you know the 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 contribution that 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 is that's it's had right like we can't get past that but at the same time if we look outside of our world mm-hmm. we've seen all of this happen a million times in different places you know with people that, that 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 even look the same and it's it's always about resources and the resources are trying to be there there are efforts there have been efforts to keep resources from people right but at the same time i i i refuse to believe like a lot of people say like oh we're regressing or what's worse than it used to be in the 60s right. in the fucking right. exactly like come on get the fuck or just in general like yeah the american dream itself that's what this is based on pretty much i know people that are illegal that have made came to this country illegally and made a life for themselves and got out of of, of you know not having any money like that also but if you i mean if you think of right, with nothing you know, with nothing and there's made some of this stuff <laughs> like that but in other countries you're in the bottom class. There's there is no way out. You're gonna be there. Your friends gonna be there. There's no in this country. If you go to school, if you work hard, if you save money, if you do this certain things, if you be the poorest black person, and you still make it somewhere, you can still make some of yourself. Right. You, a you, you have you have you have shackles on you, and you have boundaries and, and, and shit ahead of you more than others. Me as a black man, it's harder for me to do that. Do you aspire, you do it though. Do you aspire to be Ben Carson. Um, I, I mean, no, not him. I mean, it, no, but it, it's, 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 it's it's what is he. It's true, fucking, cause you know, like even, yeah. it, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean. even my even my my girl's dad, he can't he he made his way here, and eventually right. he got his shit straight. But you, you come money. here with no resources, you don't you don't know the language. How the fuck you go to a country, you don't know mm-hmm. the language, you don't know anybody, and like yeah, eventually you you build these networks and shit, but right. you're venturing into a fucking world that's completely different than yours, different culture. You're not really wanted there. Exactly. Apart from yep. okay, let's exploit this person. Exactly. But you're still gonna be able to one send money back to where you came from, fucking buy property, start businesses, and this is the thing. It's a fucked up thing, and it's what it, it speaks more to American culture than anything. Uh-huh. When you go by the hu- highway and shit, the people that are fucking begging for money, like you know, panhandling, you know, with the low cup and shit, are fucking white people and black people, because the fucking Hispanics are right there on the other corner. The, the the Mexicans really yeah. we're fucking flowers and cotton candy and chicles. shit I'm like what the fuck is this you know yeah, like, thing, like if you're shaking a sh- can at me Americans tell me a joke or something do something do something like you know like <laughs> you want to shake a can at me that's in, like yeah. how dare you bro no, that's, no Ameri- like yeah somebody and I, I talked to somebody from uh from from Great Britain and they don't have you know panhandlers and stuff like that over there as much or I don't know as much as we do and like over there charity is like are you a thrift store it's like oh a charity a short charity store. <laughs> it's charity over there Like they have like A, a little bit there But you know Resale shops or char- yeah. It's just charity to them Like uh, people just Asking for money And stuff like that It's like what Like what is that here But we have so much You know people think You're wealthy you know, the, it, the, the poverty line In this country Is like $13,000 Something like that $13,000 to go to Thailand Is fucking Two years Sucking room and board For over there like that But $13,000 Is what legally You don't do taxes If you make under $13,000 you are under the poverty line You don't do your taxes you're in, And you're not worth You know You know doing that That's our poverty line And it's like that's you can live off that. It's like a living wage, or whatever. You can live off that. People live off all the time with less, but 
Yeah. You know, you have to just make no, it, I, you gotta make your dude, own. I've had conversations with people and it's like, all right, you're in this situation, right. you, you have nowhere to go and you still want to spend the few bucks you have on like ridiculous, like, like food, like, Oh, I'm going to go, but you're, you're living in a place where you're being given everything in terms of food. And then you're going to go and buy tacos and spend it all on this. And it's like, that's cool. Cause that's what I do. But right. I also have like, I, I'm not in, in, in a situation where I'm in the street, you know? So like to, it's a difference making those two choices. And it's like, I feel that a lot of people think that we should, no, we should subsidize some some fucking tacos for people <laughs> right, and exactly. some burgers. But there's things so you can, can do fucking, you know. other than fucking what's going on right now in the world, in a country like that. I just hope people moving forward just hey like do something like you know. You, I mean, but now it comes with like t- you know technology and TV and video games like that. But you can do a lot of things. Like you can just be yourself and be a good person and treat people right and live your life as good as you can. Focus on you, your family, your community. That's it. You don't have to do anything. Actually, it'd be cool if you did, but you don't have to. But just be a good person and take care of each other, love each other. It's a positive message. It's almost positive. And every time I come, every time I come on, it's always like some, it's always something negative towards the end. I'm trying to just bring it up to something like something. Why? I remember every single episode we do uh, ends on a positive note. We try and re- bring it back in, but I feel like sometimes we kind of reel it in a little too toughly. But I think, is really, I, I, mean, I think your your positive note for the last one you were on was how China was going to take us over. It was then the glasses thing. I said the glasses thing at the end, like uh, glasses. Oh yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. Uh, I don't I'm know what else. Fog your you glasses. asked us like anything positive, guys. You we was like, um, I don't know. But I mean, I really had a good conversation with you guys. I just hope that everybody sees that you know, I am who I am, and as my experience is what got me to where I am. Every black person is the same. Every person is different. But I mean, conversation changes through perspective, and and you know. Talk, you know, you might not agree, but it's fine. Though. So. And that's it. That's yeah. what it's all about. And you know, believe it or not, as, as fucked up as some of the shit we might say here do is, that's literally what we're trying to do here. You can poke fun you know? of it, just yeah, exactly. If you can make it laugh at stuff like that, I mean, then you can, you can. If both of you guys can laugh about something, then it's, it makes everything. It's just jokes, guys. It's just jokes. Uh, you guys taught me that though. You guys, something I learned from you, Angel. I mean, uh, I just, uh, I just felt like you taught me how to just, you know. Take that serious, man. Oh That's man, I need a sound for like feel good moments. Like a friend. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, fucking, you know, with that, we'll take off on this bitch. We've done very good today. I didn't mean to, to, to swear. I hate to swear, you know. Yeah, I didn't mean to use your uh, government name either, man. Sorry. Oh yeah, don't use my fucking government. Don't name. use a slave name. Please, thank you. Call me Mr. X while we're on air. Sir Rollington, Eddie. Is Sir Rollington for a black Carlos? And, and and this is something you call yourself, right? I don't want to get uh, in I trouble. I use it for all my handles and stuff like okay. that too. Okay. Yeah, I don't and, want and, anyone. Although that was just the title of what I gave you guys, and I wasn't really supposed to. I mean, okay. I, that's what I am online, but uh, it's not me. I'm Carlos Townsend. Carlos more. Townsend. No nicknames, no you know, Big C or Big Roscoe Nim or uh, Hey Big hey, Man, big what's man. up? Oh no, my god, oh I hate that Big Man shit. We'll get this out of the episode. That's like the black equivalent of brother. You know how from fucking hold on. Hold on, chill with the music. You know how fucking white people come up to you, and they'll be like, "All right, hey brother, hey brother." Yeah, and I know yeah. you, I know yeah. you've gotten that yeah. a million times. Oh, that yeah. fucking hey big man shit with black people. Uh, man. You started off in the wrong foot. You called yeah. me fat first of all. And just like, hey big bro, can I get two dollars? Like, no, you can get shit for me. Dude, fuck, I've never. It is only black people. Hey big yeah. man. Hey big bro. Hey big man. What? Fucking what? 
Like what if? Anyway. No, you can get okay, yeah, I'm sorry. I I, I feel you. I feel you. But I had a great time, guys. Thanks to mm-hmm. you. Yeah. So hey, it's Sir Rollington for fucking Carlos Townsend hey. and uh, Van Ro. Where's my music? See oh, y'all. Shit. This <laughs> for fucking Carlos Townsend and Van Rollington saying, "Keep an eye to the sky and near the ground. Be kind and stay vigilant." That's it. Peace. license